Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the cheapy of the lamb. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. It don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up? What's going down, everybody? We got our IDP awards. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Super stoked about this. Um, if it's your first time here on YouTube, make sure you go subscribe, Fantasy Football Hustler. Make sure you subscribe to, uh, to IDP Army. We're streaming on two YouTube channels today, so first time ever. Pretty dope. Um, let's get into everybody who's on the panel today. Start off with IDP Iggy, my man. Shout it out. Where can everybody find you at? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, glad to be here, just like the Bears in the playoffs. So happy to be here. And um, <laughs> you can find me at IDP Iggy, and then my website is uh, Iggy's Deep Dive. So that's where you can find all my content, all my information. And Iggy, Iggy. Is Iggy is a part of the 420 crew, so don't get it twisted. He's going to fit right in on the show. <laughs> Keep and, it real. Um, what up, Jono? What's going down, bro? And then Derek, what up, bro? And then we got my man, IDP Army himself, my man Jordan. What Tell up, y'all? Yeah, bro. Uh, Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk if you're on Twitter. Uh, we have the IDP Army YouTube account as well. We're streaming on there. So shout out to the IDP Army, everyone that's watching over there. Hopefully we'll see some of y'all in here. And I write at Dynasty Nerds and I shit post on Twitter and I have a podcast. So and I'm happy to be here with my man, fantasy football hustler. Jordan keeps it real. He's one of the guys who I fuck with, especially in the in the IDP space. Yeah. So if you guys don't follow him yet, I know a bunch of my followers already follow him. They already shouted him out in Twitter comments and tag us in the same thing. So that's what's up. And last but not least, my man Patrick, fantasy philosopher, is my, my homie in the IDP space. What is up, bro? What's up, y'all? Glad to be here. Huge thanks for the invite. It's a pleasure joining y'all. Super excited. Um, y'all can find me on Twitter at FPS underscore Patrick. 
real quick. Uh, my partner and co-host Dustin, who's not here, I do recommend you give him a follow on Twitter as well. That's FPS underscore Dustin. Um, let's get rocking, man. I'm ready. I'm excited about this. We had the polls up on Twitter for, I think, about five days. Um, we know who the winners are, and I'm a little surprised by some of them. But uh, what what are your guys' thoughts? Jordan, give, give, me your, uh, give me your thoughts real quick on uh, just – you can give a quick 30, 60-second synopsis on the IDP year of 2020. What would it be? I mean, it was a good year for to be a Steelers fan. T.J. Watt taking home the sack title. Love that. I love my man T.J. Watt. He's basically he was my first IDP trade I ever made for. So I love my man T.J. Watt. Um, Jamal Adams. The hater said it wasn't going to happen. They said he's going to regress. Comes out, plays twelve games, gets nine and a half sacks. What are you going to do? I mean, Beast. call for it again because this time it's a slam dunk. But mm, I don't know. I don't know. He's special. And Buda Baker. I mean, just. Counting, counting up tackles. That's all this motherfucker do. So, I mean, some everybody's like, it's a weird year. Nah, I mean, the good stay good. So, yeah, I love it. Cream rises yeah. to the top, baby, every time. Yep, all day, every day. That's what's up. Hell yeah! What do you think, Iggy? What, what's your quick synopsis about the uh, the twenty twenty season? If you had to round it out in a nutshell. It happened. I knew it was going to happen. People were hating on me for saying it was going to happen. Uh, in the IDP world, it was the usual suspects. Bobby Wagner, TJ Watt coming in big hot. Um, Blake Martinez, Joe Sherbert showed up late. Denzel Ward. There's some rookies, man. Some rookies made some big impacts for us. We're going to get into that later, too. Uh, and my boy's Darius Smith, man. He's the king. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Baller, for sure. Darius Patrick, round out the 2020 season. What are your IDP thoughts for this year? Uh, first and foremost, huge thanks to you, Fantasy Football Hustler. You the man. You put me on IDP. I've been playing fantasy sports for over 20 years. Um, no clue why I had never decided to dabble in IDP until I met you. Game changer. If, if you're not in IDP leagues and you're playing fantasy football – you just try it. Try it. Mark my words. There's no coming back. You will be so grateful. There's suddenly so many more players and trade assets available. Um, it, it, it just game changer for me. Um, I love it. Thanks again for introducing me. I'm here to stay, man. IDP for life. Hell yeah, bro. That's the only way to get it, get it going. I mean, I, I can't play with team defense anymore. Like I hate it. It's too much random shit. And I don't like that everyone gets credit if, you know, just the linebacker gets something or, you know, one person gets a sack. Like, it's not the way it works on offense. Why does it work like that on defense? Or, real quick, the classic, the quarterback throws a pick six. Obviously, that team scores six points, hurts your team defense that isn't even on the field. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, that's, that's really dumb. Bullshit all around. My man Cody up in the building said, good to see y'all ready for a great show. Hell yeah. So Cody is with the Fantasy Football Dynasty, and he's going to be coming in for our Hustler Awards on Thursday when we're doing our offensive show. Thanks oh. for showing up, brother. Bows. What's up, Thomas bro? Jones, what up, bro? Said, much love, Hustler. Thanks for showing up, brother, from Facebook. There Did we you. go. Hit the like button wherever you guys are right now. Smash the like button. Throw some comments in. We're going to be smoking. We're going to be drinking all night. My quick thoughts of the 2020 year, 
is you got you got to have yourself some young studs, you know. Like that, there was guys like I mean Jeremy Chin just coming out of nowhere. I, I mean um, Patrick Queen. I mean, if it's someone who's drafted in the first round and they're going to be, you know, a starter right off the bat in game one, you better be paying attention to that person. That's all I'm going to say, because if you come in as a first year player and you're starting on defense, strong safety, middle linebacker, whatever it is, you know that that guy is going to be a hog talent wise. So watch out for these young guys and glad to see guys like Devin White taking uh, someone who. Had he not got hurt, I don't know. He might have been contention, you know, for defensive rookie of the year last year. Getting hurt, uh, you know, cost him a couple games. But man, showed out all year, man. He's one of my, he was one of my favorite players last year, and I had him on a couple leagues and almost rode him to a championship. Um, but Derek Carr failed me in uh, <laughs> that week Ooh. that he got hurt and literally cost me the game. But. Uh, that's tough. It, it, it's also a real interesting, you know, and obviously fantasy football and real life football, they are different. I'll be the first to say it, but it's interesting to see, you know, these defensive players, uh, the rookies, you know, like where they were drafted. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I recall the Seattle Seahawks took a linebacker out of Texas Tech, Jordan Brooks, Jordan and Brooks. then Ravens, very next pick, smash Patrick Queen. How do you pass on Patrick Queen? I mean, I don't know anything about Jordan Brooks, so who knows? Maybe he's right there with them. I just that's I was like shocked a, to see that, and it from what a, I saw this year, I I still don't know what they were thinking. But that's that's that. a Pete Carroll thing, man. Like just so crazy, just like you had him, you had him, got him, you had him. Like, that's, a, that's a Pete Carroll move. It's like no, nah, this is too much of a Baltimore Ravens type linebacker. I'll just let them take him. <laughs> Come on. I to his Jordan credit, Brooks, though, he does Jordan have Brooks he does have gonna, Bobby Wagner right beside him. Just Jordan eating Brooks up gonna, all of those tackles, man. He's gonna blow up. He had a couple of good games this year. He had a couple, he had like one like 13-14 tackle game, and then he finished out the season with a pretty nice game, too, if I'm not mistaken. Do you remember who I he was, stepped I in was, for? Because I know he played because someone got injured. Was it KJ, KJ Wright, right? KJ Wright. He was he injured. Finished out the season, 11 tackles, uh, nothing, two tackles, eight tackles, nine tackles. I ain't bad. Yeah. When you got so bad I, and I was upset that Jordan Love went to Green Bay instead of Jordan Brooks. I would have much rather had Jordan Brooks, but uh Martin's filled in. That would have made more sense for the Packers. Absolutely. I, I agree. And and you know that that's just me. I just when you get a chance to get a linebacker from LSU, you know, especially someone who's produced such as Patrick Queen and Pete Carroll is just like, oh, I'll take this Texas Tech linebacker that Personally, I had never heard of, but again, I'm new to IDP. It blew my mind. Um, I mean, we could go look at where they stand fantasy-wise comparing them next to each other, but uh, I think that'd be a waste of time. But we'll see how it pans out. Only time will tell. And I think uh, well, what up, what up to uh, Antonio first. And I think uh, just, like in, just like if you look on the offensive side of the ball, who's got the opportunity to actually get in there and start quicker. Like it was easier for queen to get in there and, you know, start and get more percentage of the snaps, even from game one. Did, did he not just take over from day one? I mean, that's what it essentially seemed like. I, I'm not a, you know, an avid Ravens fan or follower. So I don't know for I sure. It just seemed like he was on the field. field. Seems like they were trying to fill C.J. Mosley's shoes still. They hadn't really had a guy to replace him. 
And they, you know, that's part, I, I said it earlier, uh, the, the Ravens defense has been one of the most reliable rosterable defenses over the past decade. And those people oh, are changing. Yeah. So it has to do with their philosophy and how they do things. Um, and I think Patrick Queen is a great replacement for CJ Mosley, and he could be a lifetime Raven as well. Yeah, I, I thought he was the best linebacker coming out of that draft personally. Um, yeah, sky's the limit for, for Patrick Queen. Great first name, by the way. <laughs> All right. Well, how about we get into our first award for the night? And it is for defensive lineman uh, clutch performance um, in championship week. And Patrick, why don't you go ahead and read out the nominees? All right. So nominees, we have Sheldon Richardson, Cameron Jordan, Randy Gregory, Chase Young. And the winner of defensive lineman clutch performance in the championship week by 60% of votes, Chase Young. This guy had four tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, and to top it off, one fumble recovery, week 16, clutch, clutch, clutch championship week from a defensive lineman, Chase Young. Someone who definitely, if you were riding him, helped you ride off into the sunset. That is for sure. And he, I mean, I know he got hurt for a little while. I can't believe how much hate was coming from uh, some of these. I don't even know what what online magazine was saying that he was looking like one of the bigger busts, you know, in, uh, in history for like defensive players. What, what, what the fuck are they watching? This guy is an animal. <laughs> that that's probably trolls of New York Giant fans that realize had they just lost that one game uh, to the Redskins there at the end of last season they would have Chase Young. Um, yeah, I the guy is phenomenal. Um, everything that I heard about him appears to be true. If you have him in Dynasty IDP, congratulations, you're you're set for the next decade or so. I do have him in a lot of IDP dynasties. Thank you. Ah, it's got to feel great. It feels pretty good. I wish he would have got to 10 sacks this year. I would have liked that a little bit more. But like you said, uh, he finished out the season with like that 40, what is it, 40 something point game? Four, but then he had that big week, uh, week championship week, 25. And then last week he had 19. So yeah, I mean, things are looking up. He finished out the season strong, and I like that whole line is set up. So. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised that he won, uh, you know, that performance of the week because he's in a player, too, that, you know, these other guys that were even in contention. I mean, Randy Gregory, I mean, people weren't probably playing him. Sheldon Richardson, people probably had him and Cam Jordan in lineups. Um, maybe you didn't have Cam Jordan, though, because he'd been so shitty all season. So, you know, Chase Young was in people's lineups, so you know he yeah. did help people win. So I'm not surprised that he's the one who won. 60%, he's one of our bigger margins of, of winning, too, so. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Good point. Good point. Chase good Young. Good on the rook. Hit it as a rookie. What's playoff next, man? Uh, I'm a, Yeah, playoff bound. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Coming for Tom Saturday. <laughs> He's ready. He's shouting it out, man. Look out, old man. Look out. You got to love that. He's hyped to uh, to get oh, yeah. in the backfield and smash Tom Brady. Dude, Tom Brady looks old. 
<laughs> it's crazy. But he, he threw like probably 40 some odd touchdowns. But he oh, looks he looks to be like fair, an old guy. He, like he, looks, looks, he is old, to be fair. He is like, old. And know. it's crazy. I'm just like, this dude's insane. Like, what is going on right now? We'll never enough see anything like enough. it again, probably. <sighs> Well, the dude's got to like, I don't know. He's got to like drink, like take baths and like, you know, in crazy like, I don't know, soy milk or something. <laughs> hey man, when you got the money he has, there's no telling. But it's working, whatever it is. So, TV yeah, yeah, salute to him. It's salute crazy how much of crazy how much of a game changer Chase Young is uh, right now because those that those two games or whatever he was out. Washington's defense looked horrible without him. Great like, point. Yeah, and I mean, that's a stout defensive line that, you know, for those of us who are just watching football, regardless of if our team is playing or not, I mean, this guy was producing throughout the year playing on a line where there are other studs. I believe they were all first-round picks at one point. So, I mean, amazing, amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that game. I think Washington uh, they might upset Tampa. We shall see. That'd be that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> that, just you know, as an Alex Smith fan, it's not going to. I'm happen. all for it, man. Let's I, be real I, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet money on it, but that's I'll a great. I don't for the think, Washington football team. I don't think White will be back from protocols by then. I don't think so, so either. I thought Ooh. he was going to get to ten sacks this last week. I was so sure of it, and then he was out of that game. I was. Pissed. Didn't even think about that. I was mm. pissed. Yeah. I don't even yeah. have money teams. I was pissed. <laughs> well, that's why I enjoyed IDP so much because the few leagues that I do do IDP in, I, I have Devin White in most of them. So that's probably why I enjoyed it. But yeah, Devin White held the player for sure. It'll be you interesting. I'll be looking forward to that game in the league. Don't don't <laughs> discredit my boy Levante David, man. I've been playing IDP for a decade. He took me to a championship like nine years ago. I've always been grateful for him. He's, uh, yeah, I'm glad he's getting that. Agreed. I'm glad he's getting some national, some national television game, man. He, he's been so good for so long and nobody knew who he was. And so it's about yeah. time. That, that's a fact. That's a fact. I, I agree with everything you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, any other closing comments about uh, Chase Young or just the defen uh, defensive lineman clutch performance championship week? I'm just going to remind you, Patrick, that I got Devin White and Chase Young in the Dynasty League that we are in together. You know what? <clears throat> I actually already knew that. But with that being said, I feel okay about my, my IDP players, but uh, I really like the trades that I made at the end there in that league. And we'll save that for another episode, of course, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens next year. I'll just leave it at that. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm already getting ready for it. Same, man. Same. All right. So moving right along. Defensive back, clutch performance, championship week. And here are the nominees. Trey Boston, Mike Hilton, Darnell Savage, Cameron Curl. And the winner, who took 45% of the votes, Cameron Curl. How He's many balling. of you knew who that was before this year? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> clutch performance, clutch performance. Doesn't matter. Cameron Curl, clutch performance, week 16, eight tackles. Uh, let's see. 
Also threw in a pick, I believe. Yep. So eight tackles plus an interception from Cameron Curl. Washington football team. Clutch performance there. Real clutch. Before I give my thoughts, Magley Zach on Twitter says, who's more stone, Jordan or the hustler? <laughs> I'll let you guys decide. Hustler for sure. Hustler for sure. <laughs> I've been – I've pre been pre-partying and smoking this entire time. <laughs> and uh, oh Russell God. Mavis says, thank you. Levante David is the real IDP Army – or is the real and then IDP Army represent. That's yeah. what's up. Nice. I, I'm really glad that you did did bring David up because I agree, you know, the fact that just minimal nationally televised games, you know, just not many people know who the guy Second is. Years. I mean, but this guy has just been a beast for so long. So, yeah, he was definitely worth mentioning. So, thanks for bringing him up. Uh, but, yeah, who would have thought we'd be giving the Defensive Back Clutch Performance Award to no other than Mr. Cameron Curl? Under the radar. Under Both, the radar. Are from the, Both these players I mean, are from the Redskins, too. Yeah. I'm seeing the trend. It's kind of crazy. It's the football team. Things looking up. <laughs> it's the football team. <laughs> Look out. Well, They're coming for you. Uh-oh. Um, Cam, Cam Curl, like, dude, I just – his percentage, I swear, never rose in leagues. Like, it never changed. And uh, he was – I mean, I swear it was like six games in a row where he knocked off like six or seven solo tackles. Something like that, but he was on a tear. I don't know how he was on the map. Other listen than to these numbers after his bye, week nine, these are his finishes IDP one, two, three 27 points, 24 points, 15, 13, 15, 40.6, 14, 24. Championship week. Woo! I'm out of breath. And just to go one step further now, of course, this is scoring format dependent, but in our uh dynasty league, Alex. Um, as far as defensive backs are concerned, he ended the year as the number three defensive back. Shocking. Yeah, and that is going to be <coughs> dependent on league scoring. Three, but what, what was he in in IDP one two three? I'm Jordan. looking right now. Give me one second. I'm trying because they don't have the numbers by him on the computer, so I got to count one. Uh, and I think he so. Was, he was he was rostered in the listener league. I looked for him. I remember looking for him somewhere after that bye week, but. That's a 16 team league with six IDP starting every week. So, you know, he you came gotta, in 19. Look. 19th. There you go. He came in right behind Logan Ryan, who had another awesome season. People were kind of dump, yep. dumping on him over the summer. And then Kari Willis. So he was sandwiched between them. He came in ahead of guys like Sorensen, who was hot there for a second. Um, Harrison Smith, Keanu Neal. He came in ahead of. Antoine Winfield, Minka Fitzpatrick, Chuck Clark, John Johnson, and he didn't even really start playing until like what week six, seven, was it? Whenever Curl started playing from serious snaps, so went down. And people are like, kind of like, people are already kind of like fading him. Like it's kind of weird. I'm seeing people like, oh, you know, Cameron Curl, too bad he won't be useful until after Landon Collins is gone. I'm like, why? Like, why is that? You don't know that. You're not the coach. You're not. You know, you're just some guy. Like, why would you say that? We just saw this dude like, and PFF is obsessed with this guy, and they hate rookies. So. I don't know. Action speaks louder than words. After that bye week, look at the production. When you got yeah. a got a guy consistently producing and helping your football team win, why in More the world would you take him off the field? 
Why? He's got that amazing defensive line to help him out so much and force bad throws. You know, there's going to be all kinds of opportunities there next year. Jack Del Rio is one of the greatest defensive coordinators in the league as far as I'm concerned. You got Ron Rivera. That's a defensive-minded head coach. Yeah, uh, they're not just going to put Landon Collins out there, you know, coming off a major injury. I mean, like – that's just stupid. And this guy's gotten hurt before. Agreed. So Agreed. why would, you know, playing sparingly? Yeah. I don't know. And we're seeing uh, more nope. teams adopt that like free safety, you know, somehow like in their, in their formation. So who, who knows? We've seen crazy shit happen, but I don't know how you deny him and keep two him rookies off. Too. Two rookies and two Washington Redskins to start off this <laughs> award. So never would have thunk it. Hey, for all those a, Washington football team fans, soak in that moment because I know it's been a hot minute. So things are looking bright. Things are looking bright. These champs, man. Those probably were like thousand to one odds for that to happen. I mean, if we were betting <laughs> on that, that would have never hit. <laughs> never. Um, right. So let's hop into the third award that we have here. It's uh, our last uh, clutch performance in a championship week, and it's coming from a linebacker. Uh, this time and uh, Iggy, why don't you go ahead and read off the nominees? All right, guys. Uh, like you said, championship week, the guy that either helped you win or destroyed your heart. And I'm on the second end of that, of that. So, uh, we have uh, Roquan Smith, Oof. Joe Sherbert, Sherbert, Devin White. <laughs> Sherbert. Gotta love it. I love um, it. Devin White and Fred Warner. And the winner is. Devin White, uh, 33%, just edged out these other guys because I'm sure so many of these other guys broke people's hearts and won people some leaks too. But uh, I'm going to pull out some stats real quick uh, using – it's it's a one, hashtag 123IDP that Jordan talks about that – I guess you created it, right, Jordan? I mean, yeah, I branded it that way. You branded it, I yeah. mean, I'm sure, um, I'm sure somebody somewhere has this set up and they've had it that way for years, but I'd never heard about it. But, yeah, that's my baby. And I'm yeah, gonna man. be, and for all my IDP leagues, I'm gonna be adopting the IDP one two three uh, format. So it's uh, it's legit, and it's something to get behind, and it just makes things really easy, you know. Um, so yeah, that's uh, IDP one two three scoring. That's what uh, I'm changing all my leagues to it. Breaking yeah, down, yeah, I've heard a lot of chatter up, about that yeah. as of late. So right good, <laughs> I have, that's I a, really have. The listener league, so we, we kind of use that off the podcast. The only modification, I think, is I'm, like, really into big bonus points. So mm-hmm. we got five extra points for the 10 tackles because he had 10 solo tackles. He had one sack, two tackles for loss. He had, what is that stat, three quarterback hits, rounding out 40.6 points in week 16, just Ooh. ripping my heart out in my listener league and just no no respect, just throwing it on the ground and smashing on it and – Never giving me much hope after that, but uh, I'm sure a lot of people loved him. I love Devin White, Devin White, Devin Bush. That's just gonna they're gonna be compared in my mind their whole career, uh, coming out together, kind of being high ranked linebacker picks. Obviously the first names, but I just think uh, Tampa Bay's trending. He he has probably learned so much from Levante David two years together. Sure. You know, definitely Todd. Uh, Todd Bowles over there, one of the best defensive coordinators. It's, oh. If you play IDP, man, one of the mo- you won't hear it a lot, but defensive coordinators are so important. Why do Wade Phillips always produce studs? Because he's Wade Phillips. You know mm-hmm. why is why are they thriving in Washington? Jack Del Rio, you know Todd Bowles. These guys are good. Okay, they don't oftentimes get great 
uh, recognition as head coaches. But even Vic Fangio, you like Cleo Mack, you like these guys. Well, that was all Vic Fangio, man. Uh, yep. I don't know. Great right. point. Great point. So, but it, yeah, Devin White, 33%. What, what would you guys, I'm going to pass it off to y'all. Anything to add to that? I put, I think I nominated, did I nominate uh, Fred Warner? I think I did. No, I put I, in Joe I actually nominated Warner. Um, ironically, in the one league, I went to the championship in three, only won one, but that one league, I had both Devin White and Fred Warner. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, Schober, I mean, that was a 33 point game. That was his second highest total of the season. So, it was nice of him to have that, you know, when it counted most. And Fred Warner was a great, or Fred Warner was a great pick too, because he didn't do shit all season and he's going to finish <laughs> Tell the me top, about it. He's going to finish the top linebacker on the back of the last 2 weeks of the season literally. He had more tackles the last 2 weeks of the season than he had the like 7 weeks leading up to that. So <laughs> I'm just like I don't want to hear it about Fred Warner this offseason. I'm glad he had won somebody a championship. But I'll tell you what, every league I had him in, he was it, on the bench that week cuz he was it, it was hard, man. Trust me. It was real hard. The rest of my team carried me. I just said, you know what? I know the man's talented. I, I'll feel sick if I bench him and he goes off. Like I think he can any game he plays in and it worked out. I got lucky. You know, that's the thing yeah. to win. You got to have some luck on your side for sure. It's hard to go under double digit points in IDP one, two, three scoring. Like it's hard to do that the way it's set up. He went under double digit points, one, two, three, four times this season. And Jeez, just for context, Roquan Smith went under double digits once joe Schobert went under double digits once um devin why i don't think he went under at all he went on, actually he went under twice that's interesting but he still finished number one but that just gives you some context to like how low the floor was for fred warner this season so but i'm glad that he had a you know i'm glad he got nominated because he did have he did pop at the right time Yep, even if it was just that one week. And then I nominated Roquan, who balled out with eight uh, solo tackles and two interceptions. Like, man, it was a he's it was a monster. Him to ball out. He's a monster. He's unreal. Oh, yeah, monster of the midway, man. It's back. So yeah, he's scary. He's still only twenty three, and you're looking at your third year of like solid production out of him already. Yeah. Like, like not solid. Like he went from being two years of solid production to like now he's like the linebacker too. Like yeah, right. And he's twenty three. Like there are guys coming out this year that'll be twenty three. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. That's why I was so high on Jermaine. They they're coming out young at the linebacker position. It's kind of like a a power forward or something for basketball. They're just sending them out early because they're physically gifted enough to handle it. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's the truth. You're just that huge and that fast and can just dominate people like that. Like, you got no reason to, I mean, get up to the NFL. Tackling these grown men. All colleges are going to do is put you in debt. Yep. Yeah, you're going to make that money, baby. <laughs> and there we go. We got someone here who said uh, if they'd vote on it, they'd be going to IDP 123 uh, next season. So that's uh, MalakuD3 on, uh, on Twitter. So got to get everybody behind it. Got to get some consistency behind these uh, – these IDP leagues, this is a way to do it. Yes, sir. Preach. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So how about our fourth uh, category? We're getting into the yearly categories now. So cornerback of the year. Go ahead and uh, read out the nominees, Iggy. All right. Let's get it rolling. We got Malcolm Butler, Marlon Humphrey, Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey. Um, and the winner is... 
Xavier Howard, 42% of the vote. Uh, so not the majority, but you know, still a pretty significant amount of it. So pretty well-rounded guys. And I, and I said it at the beginning of the podcast, shut down corners not, are not necessarily the best fantasy corners. All right. They're great in the oh. ideal in the real world, but shut down corners, shut down people and don't get opportunities to make plays. So it's pretty amazing that Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, I think you would pretty much in everybody's IDP consensus. Those guys are going to fall somewhere in the top three, in my opinion, top five, I'll say to be nice, but, then you have uh, not too well known about Xavier Howard playing down there for Brian Flores in a great defense, uh, getting some credit finally. Uh, it's it's amazing because he had 20 passes defended. He had 10, uh, 10 interceptions, which is really difficult to do. J.C. Jackson had nine and a couple forced turnovers, and he didn't even get a mention because he was on a bad team uh, for the most part. But I think Xavier Howard uh, is – I don't think it was a fluke season. I think that defense is really well built, and I think that defense is going to get better. Uh, people are probably going to get really pissed when they take another defensive player with their third overall pick. <laughs> but I don't see it going anywhere. But for 2020, I don't know why people even attempted to throw on him. I mean, I think it, towards the end of the season, he had an interception, I think, in, what, six or seven straight games. Do you have his IDP uh, numbers, Jordan, by any chance? Uh, no, I'm sorry. I was actually looking at um... – Marlon Humphrey, but give me 10 seconds and I can get it. Yeah, and, and while he pulls that up, um, we got it. worth mentioning, you know, I got it. thinking Keep about that. the guy that lines up across from him at the other cornerback position, Beast. I don't know what his fantasy stats were, but. He uh, had an interception. I mean, he had one in week three, week four, week five, week six. Week six. And then he had a, one in week 10, 11, 10. 12, 13, 14. He had a forced fumble in week 15 and then was quiet week 16 and then had another interception. So he basically had a he had an impact play every, basically every single week. Just but like he's also like like some of your defensive linemen are sack dependent for points, though. He is very INT pass deflection point uh, dependent. Yeah. I, I have his biggest week, Jordan, in our league at 28 points uh, week, week, week 11, 11 against Denver. Yeah. Yep. So, Hell of a season. And I swear that I heard that they said Miami was the only team in history that forced a turnover in every single game this year. Am I uh, am I wrong on that? Maybe I, maybe I heard that wrong or something. But Wouldn't surprise like me, man. The way that defensive played, I, I think Brian Flores is the best thing to happen to Miami in a long time. So things are looking real nice over there. And just his interceptions, we just read off like three quarters of the season just from just from I his wanna, I want to take a second, though, to bring my nomination for this was Marlon Humphrey. And Xavier Howard, you know, he had 10 interceptions, which is dope. Marlon Humphrey had eight uh, forced fumbles this season yeah. uh, that led the league at corner. I mean, just at in the league period. But, I mean, that's a cornerback, too. He had an interception as well, two and a half sacks. So he was a busy boy, too. Um, you know, he didn't win this. Obviously, the people gave it to Xavier Howard. But I think Marlon Humphrey, if he wouldn't have had that COVID week, too, like he sat out a week, too, and he still finished yeah. in the top 12. If you take that COVID week out of there, I mean, like I was just reading off, Fred Warner had all these bad weeks. I mean, this is Marlon Humphrey, 14, 20, 16, 23, 21, 28. 6, 10, 18, 25, 8, 21. I mean, this dude was just like, I mean, there was, it was elite. You know, the season he had for IDP was awesome. And you had three corners on that team. You could really uh, play with him and Marcus Peters. And um, who's the other guy? 
Oh, uh, Chuck Clark is who I'm thinking. So you had three defensive backs. You had three defensive backs on the on the Ravens that were pretty good this year for IDP. So, well, Ravens had the three of the top five forced fumbles too. Because uh, I, I put that stat up today, and they had three of the top five. That's that's coaching. That's more than just individual play. That's it goes back to like I say, and Ravens being one of the most reliable rostered positions. With their yeah, that is the Ravens defense. And I uh, nominated Humphreys too. He didn't win either, but I put him in the Golden Hands Award. I think Xavier Howard won that as too as well. Yeah, I'm looking at it down yeah, here, but I mean, again, when I mean, like, we're talking golden spoiler, knocking out eight balls, you know, a season leading the league. I mean, when the guy in second place has got like four or five, you know, and this is like Miles Garrett, you know, people that are getting dubbed all pro, you know, farting in the wind, you know, show Marlon Humphrey a little bit of respect. I know it was close. It was only like between a percentage point or two between them. So it was super, super close. I just got to shout him out because he didn't win anything, unfortunately. Marlon Humphrey, I, I rode for you, my uh, dude. Sorry. There, there's a few players I feel the yeah. same way about. He did for tweet sure. kind of stupid a little, like an hour or two ago. I was kind of dumb. He tweets some dumb stuff sometimes. He's a good guy, I'm sure. Marlon Humphrey's watching this show right now. He doesn't know if he's going to win or not. We don't want him to tune out. So. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, man, you, yeah, if you're watching, bro, like you might win. <laughs> Just fucking around. That'd be hilarious if he was. No way in hell, though. All right. So <laughs> next, uh, next award here, Defensive Tackle of the Year. And uh, Iggy, go ahead and read out the nominees. I have a feeling this one, gentlemen, will be one that we can all agree on. Uh, I probably have to take a toke on this here in a second or something. But uh, defensive uh, tackle of the year, we got JPP. That's Jason Peter Paul down there in Tampa Bay. Quinn and Williams, DeForest Buckner, and Aaron Donald. And the winner is Aaron Donald, 58%. No way. Other big majority. So uh, 13 and a half stacks. I don't have his uh, – his, uh, Stats pulled up. I know he had 13 and a half sacks. I think he had something like 20 something quarterback hits. Um, he didn't have a whole lot of tackles, but that's, you know, he's getting double teamed every play. He's definitely a big play guy. He might win defensive player of the year. Well, you know, we'll have to talk about that at the end of the show or something, but uh, 58% pretty overwhelming. JPP had a great year. I can't believe people are he knocking did. him saying he doesn't deserve to go to the pro bowl. Go look at his stats, man. They're ridiculous. Uh, Agreed. Uh, I nominated JPP um, with Aaron Donald. You know what? What else is there to say? He's shown it each and every season. Um, personally, I thought the percentage would have been higher than fifty-eight. You know, even that—that's extremely high. Obviously, um, I was thinking it would be maybe seventy plus, but I guess that was a stretch. DeForest Buckner was on there, JPP, Quinn and Williams. And I mean, JPP, he's I know he's got the best three-point stance in the league. I mean, you got to. I mean, you only got three fingers. Like, I mean, you know he's just got that shit mastered. <laughs> you guys don't know about that firework. Yeah. You know you had a hell of a fireworks show for New Year's Eve, right? That shit's hilarious. But uh yeah, Aaron Donald. And how many, like, how many times was he, like, triple teamed and still, like, got a sack or got a QB hit or, like, something? Like, probably it, every other play, if I had to guess. He's ridiculous. Uh, well, I'd give a shout out to my man Chris, who joined, says he doesn't know anything about fantasy, but still joining us here to say what up. I like it. Oh, like yeah. It. That's, that's what's up, man. Welcome. Welcome. Come, come learn. You should, you know, hop in a free league. Get rooted and get going, man. It's a blast. Talking shit. Burn that exactly. Exactly. 
That's the best part is talking shit. No, to nothing everybody. wrong with some friendly banter. Not at all. Not at all. Where are yeah, we at? My man, Aaron Mike. Donald. Uh, I I nominated DeForest Buckner. I think Aaron Donald gets pandered to a little bit too much personally. Um, Aaron Donald, I mean, almost 60 tackles. I mean, DeForest Buckner is averaging like 60 tackles a season. Aaron Donald's barely getting over, um, you know, well, I only got 45, but that's still not, that's not over great. He played more games than Buckner too. So that kind of, I don't know. I just, I kind of, an, I don't want to say I'm an Aaron Donald hater, but I just feel like everybody loves to love him. And guys like DeForest Buckner, who are in their own right on his level, in my opinion, um, they just don't get any, any of the same kind of talk. I was super paid, high. He got paid I, like Aaron Donald. <laughs> no, he did. He did get paid like Aaron Donald. And I mean, he, he, but I just wish that, you know, you were saying that, I guess over this way, you're saying, you know, you thought Aaron Donald would be higher. I was really mean, I thought I would hope it would be more of a dogfight. I mean, DeForest Buckner <laughs> went hard for people. I mean, DeForest Buckner had multi sack games a couple of times this season. I think Aaron Donald, a lot of his production came in one or two spots. Uh, same quarterback hit numbers, only a couple <laughs> less uh, tackles for loss for uh, Buckner. But again, Buckner played less games. So I don't know. And people are saying Aaron Donald gets double and triple teamed every play. If that were true, then every quarterback would be getting sacked constantly. They're playing. And I don't think the Rams were in top of sacks this year. Although Floyd got up there a little bit. So I don't know. I was about to say, that's the only other pass rusher is Floyd. I mean, well, if Aaron Donald's uh, taking the whole line, everybody should be up there getting some. <laughs> I mean, that's the way they tell the stories. They tell what the stories. What was the, like, uh, the, the, whole the sack total difference under. between I mean, Buckner he's, and he's Donald? Buckner had teams. nine and a half, and Donald had 13 and a half total. So he did have a little bit more, but I mean, those same people that all you know say, "Oh, Aaron Donald, thirteen and a half sacks." The same people that say sacks don't matter and that pressures matter, but then they'll say, "Oh, Aaron Donald had the most pressures," and then I just gotta go yeah. stop. That, valid points, valid points for sure. For sure, I just, I just gotta play the devil's advocate. No, not, and I love it. I love it. Um, I actually have DeForest Buckner in a couple leagues. I don't have any shares of Aaron Donald. I just, uh, man, Aaron you Donald. Aaron I, Donald. For DeForest Buckner in your leagues right now, that's my suggestion to you in Dynasty. Boom. Hot Sarah take. You heard it here first. If Darius I mean, Leonard Donald wins like defensive player Buckner of the year. Plus? I'm assuming Buckner plus some? Or just – are we talking straight up? I'll do it straight up. Ooh, okay. There you, there you go. There you go. If you were doing a startup draft, you can get Buckner way cheaper, you know, than you can get Donald. So that I had a few shares of Buckner. I had zero shares – of Donald, so I and you're mean, talking point for point difference this season. Uh, DeForest Buckner finished with two, six less points than Aaron Donald. Six. Wow. In IDP okay. one two, three. So that's one sack. That's it. Yeah. That's, you know, that's three solos less. And again, he played uh, less games. So if you go point game, you know, points per game, DeForest Buckner's got him beat this season. But okay, but he wins. Let's give him hey, no point award. taken. And you know, I'm, I'm glad that you broke that. Give him another award. Give him another one. You know, I'm glad you broke that down because now I'm sitting here feeling like a fool. Like, no, no you're, you're absolutely right. Like, 58 may be too high. It, it should have been a closer race. You know, I, I maybe it's just the name. You see Aaron Donald, and you're just like dominance for the past however many years. So, it works both ways, though. He's like in yeah. the LeBron Aaron Rodgers category. If he doesn't have a great year, people say, oh, he didn't have a good year. But when really he's up for defensive player of the year, that's just. 
You know, he's an easy he's up for defensive player of the year with his lowest tackle for loss number since his rookie season, with a couple other lowest of his career. Lowest, I think, solo tackles of his career. Yep, lowest solo tackles here. And he's still just like, they're just like, oh, he's defensive player of the year candidate. Why? He's had one of his worst, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting worked up. But no, yeah. valid points, number, man. Valid points. Number one in the scoring still, though. Like, that's what my whole no. point is. It's a down it's a down year for Aaron Donald, yet he still finished with 254.8 points. And that's Fair. a down year for him. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. He's still down. You're, uh, I, I, I see. I see. Nothing beats the points. I, I agree. We didn't. Uh, King so has I, the crown. No one can take it from him. I'm pretty sure you guys could have voted. I, I couldn't vote on it one way or another, but we're just three votes. Everybody on Twitter voted. I think we had a couple hundred votes like per category. So I was excited to see a bunch of people vote. Yes, yeah. sir. Agreed. Where are we getting down to? All right. Um, that leads us into defensive end of the year. There we go. So our nominees, Romeo Aquara, Brian Burns, Trey Hendrickson, who I love, by the way, and Miles Garrett. And the winner is Miles Garrett. Defensive end of the year. In 14 games, Miles Garrett had 48 tackles, 12 sacks, four forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. Not to mention, he's been literally crushing skulls since 2020. So I do want to mention that as well. So shout out to Miles Garrett. Hell of a year. I hate that uh, he, the COVID, you know, impacting him and whatnot and what he shared about that. But uh, still, hell of a year. Defensive end of the year, Miles Garrett by 55%. One thing I'll say about Miles Garrett is he always starts the year out hot. Go get him, go draft him, and then trade that dude after week five because he just comes out so roaring hot and cools off every freaking year. And um, but he is good. I am a Miles. He carries. He makes Denzel Ward and him make that defense really great. You know. So. Oh yeah, Denzel Ward doesn't get enough love. Like when people talk about just corners in general, like people will talk. I mean, what do you think about compared to your man King up there? Getting a little off topic, but <laughs> I mean Denzel Ward. He, I, I would be shocked if anyone started him in fantasy because I'd be shocked if any quarterbacks dared throw his way. You know, it's it's one of those things similar to uh, Tre'Davious White. Although I believe he actually had a great fantasy season last season. I don't know about this season. Um, just oh, one of those right, corners. Yeah. Shut down. Shut yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Hurt well, early. King, King is a King's a press cover, and Denzel Ward will come up and make tackles. King will come up and make tackles. It's got to be a fit. You couldn't put those guys in just every defensive scheme, and it worked. Uh, I think they're both elite athletes. Uh, I think I would slightly tilt to Ward at this moment, though. He seems like he can stay healthier, but they both get hurt. What up, Flavish? I think Flavish is in Norway. So we're in or out. Norway, Norway, huh? Well, welcome, Bonjour. Norway. Come save us. <laughs> All right. So moving right along, um, Brett Safety of the Year. I really like this one. We got some great nominees. Um, we got Jordan Poyer, Jabril Peppers, Buda Baker, Jamal Adams. Before you get into the winner. This Those are some great nominees. 
Everybody on this list is a baller. Like this was the closest. Hands down. This was the closest poll out of every poll that we had. Like going into the last day, three of these players were tied with each other. Like it was, uh, it was ridiculous how close uh, this was. Agreed. But without further ado, the winner is Jamal Adams by 31%. Jamal Adams in 12 games this season, 83 tackles, nine and a half sacks, plus one fumble, a forced fumble to sprinkle in there as well. Um, man, nine and a half sacks at the safety position. What else can you ask for? Along with 83 tackles in 12 games, the dude's a beast. He's been a beast since year one. I don't see it stopping anytime soon. He did have those nagging injuries that unfortunately kept him out some games, but hell of a player. Um, Seattle still has some work to do, but it seemed like their defense got better as the year progressed. So uh, certainly excited to watch Jamal Adams play for years to come. And everyone could shout out their nominee because uh, th this uh... – this position deserves it because all these guys are ballers. I, I got to talk about Jordan Poyer, who, uh, I mean, outside of Baker and Adams, I mean, you could get him way later in the type of production that he came in with every single week. Like, he, he was one of those cornerstones that I know helped people get championships this year. Yeah, he was clutch in the late weeks. The Bills defense, I've been hyping them up for three years now. Uh, they're solid at all three levels, and Poyer's just great. Yeah, my dude was Jabril Peppers. I was banging the drum for him coming into the season. He started off kind of slow, but, I mean, he finishes the season with career highs and, you know, combined tackles with 91, tackles for loss. He had eight um, career-high sacks, two-and-a-half, career-high pass deflections, 11. He had a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, an interception. Plus, he gets kickoff, you know, punt returns sometimes. So, if you get those yards, you get that. Uh, and Should. it's, you know, there was a stretch in the middle of the season where this guy went something like seven straight games with like 22 plus points. Um, what week six, week seven, he had 20, week eight, 26, week nine, 28, week 10, 25. Then he had an 18 point game, then another 23, another 28 point game. So, I mean, he was putting up almost 30 a week, averaging out to about 25 a week in the heart of the season. Um, when you needed, you know, when those weeks when it was like, you know, if you were those seven and six teams, you know, it was five and four teams or four and five. Like at that point in the season, when it mattered, Jamal or not Jamal, Jabril Peppers came through for you in a big way. Um, I know I, I kept him everywhere I had him. I, I had faith. I have him in a lot of dynasty leagues and I couldn't be happier with what he did this season. Um, so he didn't win. But I mean, because Jamal Adams is fucking unconscious. Another guy who sets, you know, career highs in. Uh, he had com more combined tackles this year. Then he did last year, played two less games, had more sacks this year, played two less games, um, had more tackles for loss this year, played two less games. Like he just like their regression doesn't exist for this guy. Like he just gets better. I say that he will regress next year, FYI, but um, he's fucking unconscious. He's the defensive back one. He didn't come in number one this year, but think about that. He played about four less games than some of these guys did, and he won this category. I know that Peppers, I know that Peppers and Poyer weren't in everybody's top ten preseason, but both of them were in my top ten preseason. I mean, Adams and uh, and Baker, they were obviously in like everybody's top four. 
But uh, I I nominated Adams. I expected Buda Baker to win, to be very honest. Um, you know, just to echo what others have said, Adams is just uh, another breed, man. Uh, the one thing I will say that he should work on in the offseason, learn how to light a cigar. <laughs> yeah, that was not that was not great for someone trying to look like a baller. <laughs> He well, looked I mean, like, I, I mean, it. even I, fucking up, he looked like a baller, though. So I was just like, true that, you know, if, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna do something foolish in front of the world or America for that matter, he did it quite well. Swag award, a <laughs> hey. swag daddy. I mean, I, I nominated Buddha Baker. Uh, not much to, to say. He's a stud. I think Chandler Jones going down really affected that team until Hassan Reddick just took over. Uh, but I think Buddha Baker really held them together. I mean, Peterson's aging. Their secondary outside of him is not the greatest. But, uh, all, yeah, all respect to Jamal Adams. And once again, it all goes back to fit to me. Who's the defensive coordinator? Who's the head coach? Oh, Jamal Adams, you look like an all-pro, like, you know, playing for Seattle. I think it's what it's all about. And I know uh, everybody in the IDP space, they had the top four different, you know, uh, Baker, Adams, uh, Collins, and Derwin James. Um, I'm just going to pat myself on the back and say that I had Buddha and Adams uh, one and two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyone who had anyone. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was it. And it was Adams that won. Or you're like me, you drafted Derwin James, made a blockbuster trade sending Derwin and receiving Jamal Adams. And then the injury happens the following week. Luck. Got to take it. Throwing landmines. Question in here. How do you feel about Duger in the next few years? Who's got some thoughts about Duger? Duggar. I I like Duggar. I'm going to put him in some of my, you know, off season videos and whatnot, but Adrian Phillips came in this season and for the, uh, for the, the, Patriots and I mean he was a top 12 guy in the season I believe at defensive back um that's the position that Duggar was drafted to play but you know how Bill Belichick is he likes to get old veterans to do stuff that is where the points went to Adrian Phillips right now Phillips has got one year left on his contract so Duggar next year I think his playing time will go up he was you could play him as like a DB4 this year um but he has upside to be a DB one um, if he learns that system and gets that role and, you know, doesn't get hurt and all that. Second round pick, right? High second round pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The two Oh five actually. And uh, just to elaborate a little bit real quick, since I have it in front of me, um, I'm, I'm a sucker for these things. Sorry. Uh, but the workout metrics that you see uh, for Duger, uh 40 yard dash 4.49. So 80th percentile. Uh, speed score 87th percentile burst score 98th percentile you know there's a lot to like with you know just the raw talent that you're seeing there and I mean when you got Bill Belichick coaching him up he crushed the combine last year for sure. sky's the limit that, that's someone that you know I actually grabbed him you know towards the end of the season in uh, one of my leagues I just realized he was sitting there and I was a little shocked but I was like yeah I'll go ahead and grab him and see what happens maybe leave him in my taxi next season but yeah he's someone that you want to have stashed I I would say for sure if Phillips didn't ball out the way that he did I'm sure we would have saw more out of him but he did good all season yeah 
All right. So next category we got is uh, linebacker of the year. So nominees, we got Devin White. We have Roquan Smith. We got TJ Watt. And we got Zach Cunningham. All these guys are fucking ballers. Like Jordan's got TJ Watt sitting right behind him. Everybody balled out on this list this year. But uh, the winner is Devin White. We knew it was coming. Devin White, 97 solo tackles, nine, uh, what is it, nine sacks. I mean, forced fumble, fumble recovery. But you get to 100 solo tackles or right around that, like you're, you're just a stud all around in, in real life and in fantasy for mm-hmm. sure. Amen. What else is there to say? 15 QB hits. Um, for an inside linebacker, that's that's a lot, man. That's a, that's not an edge rusher. I just got DTs and fat 300-pounder guys in front of him, you know. And, and he's not playing like a, a young player, you know. I mean, not to say he's never made a mistake, you know, obviously, but he's out there – He's playing, man. When you watch him play, he looks like he's been doing it for a long time and nothing's changed transitioning from college over to the NFL. So, you know, like, like man, you, I mean, he's got the right defensive coordinator with the right mindset for, I mean, all the guys on that team. I mean, look yep. at Shaq Barrett, unconscious, um, JPP, unconscious, Levante David, unconscious, Carlton Davis, unconscious. I mean, fucking Antoine Winfield, unconscious. I mean, Devin White, unconscious. Every single player on that team is, I mean, the whole defense basically all pro. Coached so. up, man. And they're playing aggressive. Like, it's not like one of these cute, oh, that we didn't let them score on us. They're like, no, like the defense like had two touchdowns today, and they averaged like .75 touchdowns a week. Like So real quick, real quick. Ridiculous. It's short, but it, I have a question. I'm curious to get y'all's input. The the Tampa Bay defense thriving this season, do you think it had a lot to do with the change at the quarterback position? They were, the they were the same. They were the same. They were the exact same team minus Antoine Winfield last year. The only difference is that Jameis Winston turned the ball over, but that team, they were just as good and they were in a lot of close games because of that defense. And shit Jameis gets, I mean, he won them just as many games as he lost them last year. So, and think about how many pick sixes Jameis threw. Like that's not even on the defense, you know. Yeah. Like so many they made up for it because they had such high sack numbers. I mean, they knew that they had to play fucking unconscious, like I said, to keep up with what Winston was doing, and they did. They have the guys to do it. And Dominican Sue, I mean, he's we didn't. He's like the least talked about per player, but he's probably one of the best players on their team. And like he's the anchor of that whole thing. I mean, the energy just comes from his big ass right in the middle, and it's everywhere. So poor man's Aaron Donald, maybe playoffs last year, didn't they? Like I remember them playing on Saturday last year. I don't think they did. Uh, they didn't make the playoffs. I remember them having defensive players that had hell of years. You know, as far as stats are concerned, I guess I just didn't notice how dominant they were as a. As a unit last season, the only out of Tampa Bay was Jameis Winston, 30 for 30. (laughs) LOL. That was it. I mean, give me a break. 
We need more IDP, man. God, yeah, no. I know. I it does on all three levels. Sue doesn't Jack- get enough respect. I mean, it's it's it goes all the way through, man. Jack Barrett, was Jack he like, he was like second team all pro or some bullshit like that? Like they were just like jerking around. I'm like, motherfucker, give his numbers to Aaron Donald. I mean, they'd fucking mean that oh, mm, I can't even get back to the Aaron Donald shit. I feel you on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about we get to our next uh, award? Yes, sir. Finally, your man, 50 Shades, I got one. I got one. Number nine, New Kid on the Block Award. We had Jerome Baker, who did finish as a top 15 linebacker this year. We have Montez Sweat, who was dope. Y'all need to get some Montez Sweat in your life. We had Eric Wilson, who came in for Anthony Barr and finished as a top 12 linebacker as well. This dude was playing lights out. Probably had a better season. I mean, I imagine he had a better season on paper than Anthony Barr's ever had in his life. Anthony Barr's in like a dozen Pro Bowls. Um, and then we had Tyrell Adams, who also came in and played for somebody. Bernard Kenny, he still was one of the top tackle leaders in the league. This guy ended the season with 125 combined tackles with only 12 starts. All right? So what does that mean? You do the math. That means, that means basically 10 tackles a game per start. That's crazy. That's what you want. And he did it on the same team with another guy who we all know and love. We mentioned earlier, Zach Cunningham. So Tyrell Adams, I'll go ahead and give you all a little uh, a little teaser. He didn't win, but I just want to make sure that he gets the recognition he deserves. But the winner of the new kid on the block category is Montez Sweat coming in with a hot 37%. That was my nomination. That's why I get to read this off to y'all. This guy had six pass deflections in his seven, second year, two forced fumbles, nine sacks, 45 combined tackles, 12 tackles for loss, 20 quarterback hits, an interception that he returned for a touchdown on Thanksgiving. You all saw it. He's a beast. He's a playmaker. The very next week, Washington football team, what do they do? They take out the Steelers. Why? Montez Sweat, bat in the pass. Get the fuck out of here. That's my dude. He won the category. Let's go. Montez Sweat. Well-deserved. They're leading the they're leading the awards categories right now. Washington. I know it's crazy. Oh. I, don't know. I mean, like they're everywhere, and they don't have any. They don't, and they don't even have a linebacker. Like who's like who are these guys? Like Bostic had like a week or two, I guess. Oh, that actually Bostic caught that interception that uh, Big Ben threw that Montez Sweat batted. But I digress. <laughs> no one gets to the second level. You you got to bypass that second level uh, with by throwing it. <laughs> yeah, they're beast. All first round picks on that line, but Montez Sweat, I love that dude. He's long. He plays hard. Twenty quarterback hits. He had more than um, Old Chase Young had this year. Six pass deflections. You love to see that. That's just free points. You know, it's not a tackle. It's not a sack. But that's something going down. Uh, it's a big play. Like I said, two of them this year directly led to turnovers. One of them to a touchdown. Um, those plays should count big time in IDP one, two, three. They're three point plays. So. Montez Sweat, new new kid on the block. I think he's going to be a top 10 dynasty DL for just as long as uh, we expect uh, Chase Young to be here coming up. So I have him back-to-back in my dynasty rankings right now. They're they're beast. Hell, yeah. And everyone can talk about their nominees. I got to shout out Jerome Baker, someone who, I mean, drafted like a linebacker two or three, you know, I mean, something like that, and definitely uh, worked out for you, you know, maybe a couple off weeks here or there, but had so many blow-up weeks that you'd love to have them. Uh, 70 solo tackles and 42 assisted tackles, so over 100 combined tackles and seven sacks. I mean, just 
ridiculous. Um, I like Jerome Baker uh, just because I'm a weed head, and uh, there's a, uh, an ex-bong company named Jerome Baker, Bong Maker, and if you go search Jerome Baker on eBay, you'll find bongs that cost like $10,000, $20,000, so it's like one of the craziest bong makers of all time, and the shit doesn't mm. exist anymore because he doesn't make anything. That's Man, crazy. That's, pretty, that's interesting, interesting that's fact. Awesome. Learn something every day. Uh, Tyrell Adams, that was my nominee. Um, I knew there was some stiff competition, you know, so uh, all fair people voted. We have our winner, but man, Tyrell Adams, a 28 year old undrafted, you know, made some appearances in games with Oakland for a couple years and then Houston and a few games the past couple of years and then uh you know when they had that starting linebacker go down this guy stepped in and i mean the the defense was bad let's be honest here but this guy this guy did his job like i would imagine if houston doesn't plan on keeping him someone's probably going to be willing to extend an offer to this guy here because i mean you're basically looking at double digit tackles a game, you know, plus little sprinkles in of sacks, force fumbles, what have you. Um, but for a guy that just came out the woodwork, just stepped in and just was playing like he's been doing it his whole life. Um, man, sight to see. He didn't have too many off weeks. Like I was really high on him. As soon as he came in, I had I him. Snatched him up everywhere, everywhere I got him. He's a baller, baller. Yeah, and uh, just to close out real quick, I'll just say about Eric Wilson. These are his uh, points from week nine on. 41, 22.35, 16, 13, 18, 11 and a half, 19 and a half, and 21. You know, I guess, you know, every format could be different, but he really just turned it on the second half of the year and just balled out and balled out and balled out. Like you say, when you start getting in that 500 range in your fantasy, you need those guys to be dependable. You need those high floors and you need potential high ceilings. So. Yeah. All great nominees for sure. Hell yeah, man. This is a good category. Now next category, we got the sack savage award. Those guys who are just dominating the QBs, getting to the quarterbacks. like it's nobody's business. We got, we're starting it off with TJ Watt. We got Devin White, we got Zadarius Smith, and then we got Hassan Reddick. Everybody on this list was uh, pretty awesome, but uh, the award, I mean, it was pretty unanimous. It was TJ Watt uh, getting 63% of the votes. Um, I mean, Jordan, he's got him up right behind him. We know that how much of a baller TJ Watt is. I mean, 15 sacks, it just seemed like, Every single play, he was in the quarterback's face. Like every play that I watched them play, it just seemed like he was in the quarterback's face or very close to him. I mean, just every single play. Um, we got some good nominees here, and anybody can shout out anybody they want. A uh, quick shout out, Hassan Reddick. Um, you know, 12 and a half sacks, six forced fumbles, along with 62 tackles. Um, you know, he had that one game. Uh, well, we'll get there. Um, but anyway, just uh, a guy that I felt was at least worthy of being considered. Um, but, yeah, I agree. T.J. Watt, dominant, 
versatile, can line up practically anywhere and make it make plays, playmaker. Yeah, I'll just say Devin White, I mean, nine and a half sacks. I gave him the Sack Savage Award because, <clears throat> I mean, it's not what you expect from that position, you know, to get those kinds of those kinds of numbers. I mean, he finished in the top 12 at sacks. Um, he and Jamal Adams, two guys that, you know, that's your defensive back position, that's your linebacker position. That's not your defensive line position. But to get high-end high DL numbers, sack numbers out of that guy – I mean, that's that's how you win your leagues. I mean, that's the Christian McCaffrey of the positions. So I gave it to him just because it's something you didn't expect. That was chair, you know, it's icing on the cake. And that's why he finished, you know, linebacker one on top of the fact that he had all the tackles. He also came through with the big plays. So I gave him that's who I nominated for Sack Savage. Um, and then, yeah, I just had Zadarius Smith, 12 and a half sacks as well, played through a lot of injuries, and he carried the Packers. There was times when they didn't have pressure. Preston Smith didn't really start stepping it up till honestly, about two weeks ago. Gary started stepping it up about three-quarters of the way through the season. Other than that, uh, they didn't really get anything, some from Lancaster, but really it was all dependent on Zadarius Smith to bring that quarterback pressure when they needed it. He can close out games, but I'm, a, um, I'm admittedly biased. He's my guy, man, you know. Well, yeah. everybody was on. Everybody on this list was a, a baller this year in the IDP space. No arguing, TJ Watt though. I mean, he's he's a stud. Number one, I made him my captain in our keeper league. We call them captains. One offense, one defense. I switched up from Tremaine, and I had to go to TJ Watt. I just couldn't let him go back in the draft pool. No way. Hell no. Hell no. Don't blame me, man. He's the man. He's the man. So right into our next category here, we got the Consistency King Award. And I will say everybody on this list was pretty damn consistent. That is for sure. So we got Roquan Smith. And then we got another Smith, Jalen Smith. And then we got Bobby Wagner. And we got Joe Schobert. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it depends on what scoring that you're in. I mean, an IDP one, two, three. Did any of these guys even finish with less than like one or two, like uh, single digit games? Uh, I know Jalen Smith only had one. I would, I'm looking at that right now. I can look at uh, Roquan as well. I think Roquan. We said he didn't have any. I said that earlier, so that's not I'm looking so, up yeah, Ro- right now. Wait, Roquan had one single digit game, and then he got hurt at the beginning of Week 17. But we won't count that against him because. Nobody was playing fantasy then, so. Bobby Wagner had, looks like zero. Yeah, he didn't have any. I bet Blake Martinez did. I bet Blake Martinez didn't either. I'm surprised. I I almost nominated him, but I put in Jalen Smith um, because I love Jalen Smith. No, Blake had one too. He had one week. But damn, Blake Martinez, jeez. If I, Bobby Wag Bobby Wagner's worst week was actually week sixteen, <laughs> and he had eleven points. <laughs> the big letdown, the big fart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I nominated Joe Schobert, and um, the stats I'm looking at it's a different scoring format than what y'all have. But just based on what I'm seeing, I it looks like he probably had at least a couple uh, single digit weeks. So. Couldn't have been more than two or three. I mean, he was pretty well cool. in our format. He had one, but yeah, a lot of the tackles are the same in both leagues. So a lot of it's usually based on that. Yeah, for linebackers usually. And that being said, 
And the winner, 52% of the vote, Roquan Smith. I had him in a couple leagues, and yeah, I swear, it was like one week where I was like, where the hell did he go? What the hell is he doing? And other than that, so damn consistent. You just don't think about it. You just leave him in that spot and know that he's going to ball out. Rack up those points. Yeah, that he did. I can't stand it, but he's so great. Now, I I was cheering when Mitchell Trubisky got drafted, and when Roquan got drafted, I was like, no, you know, because he was like, I'm pretty sure it was like a top six or seven pick, and I was like, ah, <laughs> he's gonna be a nemesis for a long time. Yep, and then a couple years later, we might even see Mitch Trubisky not on the team, and Roquan still gonna be. I mean, he's gonna get I paid soon. The team outside of Robin, oh, someone's gonna pay him for sure. Same with Robinson. Yeah. All right. Well, right into our next award here. We got the Golden Hands Award, and I will let Iggy read off the uh, nominees. All right, guys. Um, coming at you with uh, – let me see. I messed it up. Golden Hands Award, starting with the Honey Badger, man. Uh, that's kind of the Golden Honey Badger, right? Now, uh, ah. Tyrone Matthew. Then we have Marlon Humphrey, and then we have – Xavier Howard, and then we have J.C. Jackson, who when I was putting together the stats, man, like I said, he had he was in the top five for forced fumbles, number number two in interceptions. He it was remarkable. I didn't really research him a whole lot. I didn't watch a whole lot of Patriots games, but the winner is Xavier Howard, fifty nine percent. Like I said, ten interceptions. You got to savor the flavor, man. A lot of what like uh, that doesn't happen that much. How much? How many did this Stephon Gilmore have last year? Like seven. Uh, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. I think he has six I, or seven. Yeah, six or seven. And you just I, I, I put together the chart, and when I was doing research, I was like, man, that's a hard-to-get double-digit uh, interception year. Uh, and he did it. He, he did it. So um, that's how, that was my pick. That's, you know, I'm saying it. These other guys are all great. Uh, I love all these DBs out there. Like I said, J.C. Jackson, I didn't – I was all about uh, Phillips, you know. That's who my guy was for the Patriots, really. But J.C. Jackson deserves his due credit. He was trying to be picked on, and he made people pay for it. So, Yeah, J.C. Jackson was my nominee. Um, I just wanted to make sure he got his name in there, you know, as far as the nomination is concerned because it was just well-deserved. Um, nine interceptions along with two fumble recoveries and 40 tackles. Um you know, playing for a team that looked like they might be competitive those first handful of games. And then we saw the decline of Cam and the defense is out on the field nonstop. And this guy just kept playing and made plays for his team. J.C. Jackson, hell of a year. I threw Honey Badger in there because it just seemed like he was making big-time interceptions in the end zone a few weeks in a row, ended up finishing off with six picks on the year and uh solid i mean xavian howard getting to double digits i mean that just it's nuts i mean last guy that uh i mean antonio Cromartie when he had double digits it seemed like he was like the hottest player in the world and then we find out later that he had like eight kids or something that through that stretch of that year or something like that like man you get interceptions like that like that's gonna make you a pussy magnet that's for sure <laughs> Man, could have just got a sponsorship from Trojan or something, bro. Come on. Did you guys know that he had three kids after he had a vasectomy? Damn, that's scary. So scary. 
Danger, danger, danger. Sorry about him. I don't think that's supposed to happen. Hmm. No. I had uh, Marlon Humphrey. I kind of rambled on about him a little bit earlier, but led the league in forced fumbles. He had an interception as well, uh, 80-some-odd tackles. But, um, you know, he punched a lot of balls out. He played one less game than a lot of players, so I thought he deserves uh, to be nominated. Um, so, yeah, that was my nomination. Good old Hump. All ballers, all ballers here. Getting on to our uh, next award here. We got the Tackling Fuel Award. And a lot of ballers on this list, that's for sure. We got Devin White. We got Alex Singleton, who I don't even know. I, did you guys know who he was before <laughs> Before this year? Just came out of nowhere and was a I baller. Didn't. I heard his name like one, a kid come up, but it was like not as I was just blowing him off. Kind of like, okay, Eagles linebacker, count me out. Mistake. Huge mistake. Such a baller. And we got Zach Cunningham. Talked about uh, him earlier. And then Tyrell Adams. And then uh, Jalen Smith, who was super solid. I mean, all year, super solid. But there was one guy who was, uh, I think, deserves this Tackling Fuel Award just a little bit more than everybody. And all the voters said so, too. Devin White. Ends up taking home this award and 97 solo tackles. He was all over the field making plays. And when you're right next to someone like Levante David to still make all those plays and get all those tackles over him, I mean, he's the man. What else can we say about him? Yeah, this guy is what 23? He played one, he played one last week, then uh, Roquan. Had one last solo. He played one last week than Cunningham as well. So I mean, he could have finished the season as the top guy too if he'd have played that last week. So he was on fire too. Yeah, and that's on top of. Yeah, not surprised he won that. Everybody here was uh, deserving of the award. That's for sure. Let's get into the next one here. We got the Impact Player of the Year. And all these guys were definitely impact players. Uh, Jordan, why don't you read off the nominees? All right. For impact player of the year, we had some nice nominees, some guys that we all know and love. Jordan Poyer from the Buffalo Bills, safety. We had Jamal Adams, <clears throat> the man himself from New York to the West Coast. We have Darius Leonard, who is, you know, He's, he's Darius Leonard, basically linebacker one, period, end of discussion. Or is it because Devin White and Roquan Smith made some noise this year? We'll have a lot of time to talk about that. And then J.J. Watt, who is the king of impact plays, batted oh, yeah. passes. This guy smashes them. This guy smashes tackles for loss. Um, he gets all the sacks. He had an interception and a touchdown this year. Um, was that week 15? He had a nice game. So he's an impact player. But – the winner of the Impact Player of the Year goes to my man, Jamal Adams. Nine and a half sacks in the safety position. He has his career high tackles for loss, 12 games played. This guy still finishes as a top 10 defensive back. There, what can't he do? He's, you know, I'd say he's half man, half amazing, but he's all amazing. So Jamal Adams takes home the Impact Player of the Year award. Fellas, you want to tell us about your nominees and why they are lesser men than Jamal Adams? I'll oh, and he, won, he got 33%. So he didn't he didn't run away with it, but he still won. So I'll knock mine out real quick. I nominated JJ Watt. Um I feel like I knew he wasn't gonna win, 
But seeing him play for such a terrible team that Bill O'Brien just destroyed, in my opinion, um, the fact that he stayed healthy and he just never stopped, man. I mean, he, he's out there making plays each and every game, even though he essentially is the Houston Texans defense, you know, along with a couple of good linebackers. Um, but just seeing him healthy again and performing at a high level, I felt he was worthy of a nomination. Um, personally, I hope Houston does him a favor and, and finds a trading partner to give JJ an opportunity to go after a championship because uh, time is limited, unfortunately. But uh, great to see him on the field healthy and producing like we expect him to. Uh, JJ Watt, one of my favorite players all time. He's the man. He's the man. That's for sure. So I nominated Jordan Poyer, someone who, when Matt Milano went down, I mean, stepped up, was the guy who was, uh, you know, getting the extra tackles where they needed him to. He was someone who I had as a top 10 safety on the year. Guy's a baller. He makes impact plays all the time. And yeah, he's one of the reasons why the Bills are in the playoffs right now. That's for sure. I feel like Darius Leonard's a big reason why, like I said, DeForest Buckner made him made his job a lot easier. Uh, Definitely. But he just made several big impact plays late in the game when they needed him to, because dang sure is not going to come from Philip Rivers. What? Who the hell is? <laughs> he's Philip Rivers, man. He hasn't changed his whole career. Sadly, nope. so I have to say to say that to a Chargers fan, I'm sorry, but um, I think he is kind of the leader of that team. He uh, made the big plays when they needed him. Not much else to say. I don't think he had necessarily his best year, but I did play uh, place a preseason bet for him to be defensive player of the year. So I'm trying to get that out there. <laughs> Leonard's always going to be a baller too. Like that's for sure. And yeah, yeah when you got a guy like Buckner stealing some of your stats. You know, it just, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he helped him out though. That's a good defensive tackle made him better for sure. But yeah, well, he doesn't I mean, have to be responsible for everything, you know. I mean, he is he is that good, but you we see what happens to these teams when they put too much on one guy, offense or defense. Look at JJ Watt right now, poor poor guy. You know what I mean? Like he has been, like you said, he's been the heart and soul of that team for so long. But being what's it got him though? I mean, he's tired. Like that press conference, I mean, he had the other day. I mean, he looks like a guy that's worn the fuck out, you know, and he's he's giving it everything he's got and he just is realizing like you said like it's probably not all going to happen there for him even though he probably deserves it you know more than anybody so houston's good but it's crazy especially in the fantasy world like that's the team that you stream everybody against you know <laughs> and yeah jj watt is just he's a badass and uh yeah he's pretty much on the worst defense that's why I'm so happy Jamal Adams got the fuck out of the giant, the Jets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's in the playoff. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, he's on a team oh, yeah. that deserves him now. I mean, J.J. Watt, I mean, Texans haven't deserved him. Darius Leonard. Carlos Dude, Dunlap, too. Carlos Dunlap, finally, yep, on a team that – Yannick Ngakwe, decade, he's finally man. on a team that deserves him. Yeah, all decade. I'm down with that. I mean, I love Carlos Dunlap. He's still good. I mean, he's part of the re- – They. I mean, they're in the playoffs he's right now. Him. I'm like, what? Yeah. He did plays that won them games. He had a couple of – he closed out games for him this year. He's a closer, you know. I mean, I don't know what the fuck they were doing with him with the Bengals playing Carl Lawson and 
all this nonsense. Sam Hubbard, I love Sam Hubbard. Guy's handsome as fuck, but you can't get a sack to save his life. You can play a thousand snaps and not get a sack, this guy. <laughs> and Seattle, if you remember at the beginning of the season, I mean, they were kind of garbage on defense, you know? Yeah. And now they're very much so. Propping them up. That defense is holding them together now. And a lot of that's at Jamal Adams, number one. There it is. I mean, he's getting pressure. People are like, oh, the most important thing is pass rush, unless it's coming from a safety. And they're like, well, it can't be done. It's, you know, man. It's like being like they're playing players to their strengths. They said, Jamal Adams, you're a great pass rusher. So we're not going to fucking not make you rush the passer. Like, just do it. Let them loose and look at the guy. All in. Practically wow. averaged a sack per game played. I mean, wow. Yeah. I mean, he didn't regress. Wow. He, he literally, he progressed this year. He had more tackles for loss. He had more combined tackles this year, more sacks this year than last year, played less games. Like the regression people, they'll be out this year and they'll be right of this course. year, but they were out last year too. And they were wrong. So and I don't know how people thought that him going to Seattle was going to like make him oh. decline. People. Yeah, people that were would. saying like, "Oh, I'm taking him down a couple spots." I'm like, "Why? This is better. This perfect is good. fit." Yeah, like, "Oh, perfect." Well, I'm like, "You have to." I mean, it's like it's the it's the middle. You know, it's June. It's July. We gotta have we gotta we got hot take season. Oh, this guy, he's falling down my boards. Oh, get out of I, here. I think that like I don't know. So many people just like think of these guys like robots or any you know just kind yeah. of sense because talent's when- talent, baby. And wouldn't you be way more fucking pumped to play for a team that's actually winning than a yeah. team that's fucking losing? <laughs> it's like Joe, it's like LeBron James goes to the fucking the 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 what are the Hornets the North Hornets. Are you not gonna draft LeBron James in fantasy basketball? No, Patrick Mahomes were to be on the Jets. You know I'm gonna ding him. If you're dinging him, you're a dumbass. Like he's still the same guy. Like. I mean, the Jets are a special – there's a special place in hell for players on the Jets. <laughs> they will always finish at the bottom of all their categories, except Neville Hewitt. <laughs> hey, once they get away from Gase, though, that's when things take off. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Jets fans taking off, imagine that. <laughs> if Antonio no, – no. you got one Jets fan in the building, and he was someone who just kept saying the Jets were going to collapse, and he's the first one to say that. There's no way in hell that they should have won those games. Doesn't even know how. He's baffled. As yeah, I feel terrible for that fan base. If well, there's still a fan base there, Jesus. Oh, Jets fans are insufferable. They're everywhere. <laughs> how? I mean, how do you endure such? Dude, there are, these people are masochists. They get off on being shitty. Like they whine about it. They're like, oh, I hate being a Jets fan. You love it. They love it. And you know, it's something like, you know, it's, I don't know, it's got to be something with the Giants and the Jets where like a certain type of New Yorker likes the Giants and a certain type. type, Yep. Yep. No matter what. It's on brand. (laughs) Meanwhile. Who are you trying to be? Meanwhile, Bill's Mafia is having the party. Damn straight. You know. Josh Allen, QB1. All right, let's get through this thing. Let's do it. So what do we got next? We got. Oh, I got another one. Oh, oh shit. I'm slowing down. My bad. Clutch performance of the year. All right. So this is that guy, that week where you're like, man, I don't know. I don't know. And then you look at your thing, you whatever it is, sleeper, your phone, whatever. You're watching the game and something happens and you're like, oh, shit. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let it get me too worked up. And then. You walk out of the room and you come back in and something's happening. You're like, wait, that just happened. Or is it happening again? 
oh my god this is really happening that was what was happening y'all week seven for Devin white that was what was happening in week 12 for jeremy chan when he scored two touchdowns Devin white in week 15 yes Devin white is on here twice he had two performances that badass i personally got fucked by Devin white in the fourth quarter Week 15, when he had three sacks, he was just chilling with like 18 points. I was like, all right, we're going to be good. We're going to be good. And then I look at my phone again. This motherfucker got like 45 points. And I was like, oh, fuck me. I lost. That was great. Or was it Hassan Reddick? Week 14, this guy had five sacks. Monster week. The biggest IDP one, two, three scoring week I've ever seen. 59 points. Monster. So who's taking home the clutch performance of the week? Devin White's already won so many. He could have taken this one home, but it goes to Jeremy Chin, week 12. He was also competing with Joey Bosa, week 12, who popped off for 50 points. But Jeremy Chin takes it home. He's the defensive back. He scored two touchdowns. He had two fumble recoveries. Massive game for him. Um, you know, and you played him. That's the, you know, that's the difference between Hassan Reddick. He may or may not have been in your lineup at that point of the season. You played Jeremy Chin. You took home those points, and it was a clutch performance because you probably didn't see it coming. That was my yeah. nominee. And I got to talk about Jeremy Chin that week. Like, we're talking about him getting uh, two fumble, I mean, forced fumble, fumble recovery, two touchdowns in what, a span of three minutes? I thought, yeah. like, I thought I was watching just another replay of the same yeah. play. And then in hindsight, the I'm like, for real? <laughs> I was like, this isn't Nuts. happening. Uh, this is not real. Uh, but it did. I mean, watch it. Seen to him on two eyes. Fucking ridiculous. And he dunked uh, the ball. Boom. Got fined oh, for it. Oh, get and it. Actually, get I, got, I got to call Jordan out, man. He had him on the bench in our listener league, man. It was, I couldn't believe I did. It. It could, it could I'm an idiot. Like, I, I make mistakes too, guys. We only can start but one he, defensive back in that league. I think we had a couple of defensive players, but I had uh, no, I had Jamal Adams. six, but, but you had guys going off. I had Jabril Peppers in that league, and I had Jamal Adams. So I had I had a, a wealth TJ of rich. I had Great problem I to have, up. sir. Yeah. Great problem to have. So I did not. I wouldn't want to bench Jeremy Chin. I promise. That's not what I wanted to do. But I didn't have him in in that league, and it did hurt. It did hurt. And I'm gonna talk shit about Devin White in Week 15 because, yep, he knocked me out of uh, your your redraft league, Jordan. The IDP Army uh, redraft league knocked me out of that. I was pretty close, and then Devin White Dude, came, kicked me the fuck quarter. Out of nowhere, he like got people like 35, 40 points just at the drop of a hat. It was wild. He You're almost never safe. Me. You're never safe. He almost won me a game, but uh Derek Carr really screwed me that week. <laughs> All right, let's get into the next one here. Now we got IDP comeback player of the year. So they didn't have to be injured to be on this list. You could have just had a really down year last year. So let's get into the nominees. Roquan Smith, been talking about him. He did have a down year last year. I mean, in comparison to what he did his first year and uh, this year, that's for sure. Uh, Bradley Chubb, great year after being injured. I mean, a bunch of last year. I don't even remember how many games he played last year. Miles Garrett, man, comeback player of the year after smacking Mason Rudolph in the head. and <laughs> Head busser. That was great. That was great. He definitely is uh, making a comeback. And Miles Jack, someone who I was pretty high on. I mean, he was getting drafted. I mean, disrespected mm -hmm. in drafts. And someone who I had as a linebacker, too, and said that it should be rostered everywhere somehow if you play in a league where you're starting multiple linebackers. So everybody on this list was uh, 
pretty awesome throughout the year, and everyone was glad who drafted him. But the votes are in, and it is Roquan Smith taking home the IDP Comeback Player of the Year award, 44%. Dude just balled out every single week, and, yeah, we don't care about week 17. I mean, I don't know. I know some people do. I'm sorry if you do, but he just balled out. It was all every week except for one week that he really just did his thing and just seemed to be inside the top 10 way more often than not. Yeah, he was a stud. And, yeah, to come back after leaving last year, um, heavy hitter and came back and produced, I mean, top three linebacker numbers. That's what you want. I nominated Bradley Chubb. He didn't have a super-duper great season, but he still had a a half-decent season uh, coming off the ACL tear. Dual eligibility on sleeper, so I like – I'm all about that. Um, I think that should be more common, honestly, especially – I don't know if you guys play fantasy basketball at all, but – you get a lot of guys in fantasy basketball that are double tagged. I don't see why it's oh, such yeah. a hard thing. Just double tag some of these guys, um, make it more prevalent. Just, you know, it doesn't have to be hard. I don't know why we have to make it hard. I don't know why people advocate to make it harder, but um, that. Bradley Chubb, that was my nomination. Uh, he's probably cheaper than he should be in your leagues, you know, so we'll see what's up with him next year. His value will be much more if Von Miller will stay healthy. Von Miller will yeah. probably garner some Yeah, that was a big hit. I agree with that. That's why he. I think he did. Like, I, I was a big Justin Simmons fan. I hyped him up before the season. I live in Colorado, so uh, I get a little bit more Broncos coverage, and especially in a year like this. But uh, Bradley Chubb's awesome. I, I nominated Miles, Miles Garrett kind of at a – I just remember seeing his odds. Like, he was in for comeback player of the year in the preseason, and I was like, hmm. I thought that was pretty funny, but uh, he he did what he always does: starts out hot, cools off, uh, set out a couple games. Typical stuff. Not much to say. I, it was uh, Roquan's a great choice. Yeah, I, I agree with the uh, Roquan being a great choice. I, I actually nominated Miles Jack. Um, I knew it'd be a tough sledding for him to actually pull off of a victory. You know, considering the team he plays for kind of a forgotten man. Um, But just taking a look at how down of a season he had last year production wise, and then just completely bouncing back this season. uh, I believe he set a career high in tackles, although he played, I believe a couple fewer games um, than his, uh, the season with his next highest, but just uh, what a, what a, what a bounce back campaign for miles Jack who's just forgotten down there in Jacksonville, a uh, former uh, early second round pick. Um, the guy produced and uh, I mean, where do you think he went in drafts? I, I forgot about the guy. I'll admit it. He was going like that 20s, late twenties area. I mean, he sucked the year before, like bad, bad, real bad. And that's why I felt it was very appropriate to at least get him in as a nomination um hell of a season for miles jack though we'll see what he does next season so i was so high on miles jack i mean i don't know not necessarily that high but i had him like in my in my late teens and it's because they they moved him back to outside linebacker which is his original position that they switched him over to a middle linebacker when they lost i can't remember who the middle linebacker was a couple years ago but uh that messed him all up and he just fell off and 
Now he didn't have to be the play caller. They left that to Joe Schobert. Now he just has to focus on himself. And so that helped him for sure, getting back to his original outside linebacker position. Yeah, 14 games played, set a career high with 118 tackles, uh, added one sack, one forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, and one interception. Uh, the year prior, only 66 tackles. So he basically doubled his tackle production from last season. So, yeah, bounce back for sure. Oh, yeah. Everybody was worthy in, uh, out of these nominees. We got two big ones left. So here That's we right. go. We got the IDP Rookie of the Year. And Iggy, why don't you go ahead and read off the nominees? Yeah, guys, thanks for hanging on with us. It's been an awesome time. Two awards. Uh, let me read them off to you. Chase Young, Jeremy Chin, Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen. And the winner is Jeremy Chin, 52%. Uh, too many, if you probably weren't expecting that, I bet many people were expecting one of these other names to be the winner. Uh, you got all three of those guys. Kenneth Murray was drafted before Patrick Queen, I believe, wasn't he? Yeah, had yeah, he definitely. was, he sure um, was. Chargers uh, traded so him to pick, to yeah. Pick yeah <laughs> I, I wanted him to fall to Green Bay. Well, you know, I was wanting the linebacker so bad when we traded up. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jordan Love, I was like, I was like, what the heck? Was keeping it with the IDPs, man. Uh, all three of those guys were drafted. Highly like touted, like spoke about really well. People that are like college football fanatics are like, la, 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 you know? And I was like, hey, let's see how they do in the NFL. Uh, I think they're all three going to blossom. But Jeremy Chin was mine because he made an impact right away. Matt Rule knew something that we didn't. I think the, I think the, the Carolina Panthers and the Washington football team may have the two best drafts, probably that nobody's talking about of this draft era. Uh, you know, time will tell. But uh, I don't know off the top of my head where Chin was drafted, but he was definitely the the behind all these other guys that were highly touted. And Jerry he was the last pick of the second round. Last pick of the second round. Mm-hmm. So that's a, and he's won people games this week, you know, or he's won people weeks this year. And oh, yeah. that's what you really need. You know, IDP is kind of a big hit or miss thing. When people sack, they come in bunches. When people recover fumbles, they come in bunches. They're watching game tape and they're seeing something that they're all told to be like, hey, when they do this, this is what you do. He carries the ball real loose. Whenever he takes a three-step drop, he's always, you know, all these little things. They're, co- they're coached really well and they're really great athletes. So they're going to perform really well, but it's very much boom bust for a lot of positions and um i think jeremy chin delivered on multiple ways he can tackle he can intercept he can force fumbles he can cover he can press uh i think he's going to be really impressive uh and that's why i voted him in came in plan from day one too like you gotta like that i mean starter on game day game one with no preseason so dude is really talented yeah, he's Real a boss. Deal, I had Chase Young as my nominee, but that's only because Jeremy Chin was already taken. I would have nominated Jeremy Chin as well. Chase Young, great season, my man. No shade. Uh, I nominated Kenneth Murray. Um, just a matter of elimination. The other three had already been nominated, so uh, went with Kenneth Murray as uh, the fourth nomination for that award. Um but yeah, very steep competition with the other three for sure. And I think we all would have, you know, picked Jeremy Chin if we could have. Uh, I went with Patrick Queen. 
dude was just a boss all season. I mean, over 100 combined um, tackles, 66 solo, 40 assisted, had a big interception, had the uh, forced fumble, um, had a TD. I mean, multiple forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. Crazy how good he ended up uh, stepping in there and being. I really thought that the Chargers um, – like swooped on uh, Murray because he was that much more talented and they were going to use him and he was going to be an impact player. And Patrick Queen just seemed to be that dude. Well, to be fair, Derwin James going down definitely did not help Murray. I'll I'll just say that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, Kenneth Murray just took a little time. He really had some really good games lately. I think, and I think he's going to be great. But my money on winning the actual uh, defensive rookie of the year, it's going to be Chase Young. It, Washington went to the NFC East. They're going to the playoffs. The Panthers are not. Uh, Chase Young's got all the notoriety. He plays with such enthusiasm on the side of the field, and he plays like he's hyped. He, he's into it. And I think those little things matter, and I think he'll win it. If you are betting on that, I guess got to throw that angle in there for the betting people, you know. Money, 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 money. And Washington's hot right now. You know that uh, people are going to be on the Washington train. What are the odds for them to get the Super Bowl, Mr. Betting Man? Let's do it. <laughs> Ooh, I, haven't, Ooh. I haven't even looked at their odds. I, I have Alex my preseason Smith. bet on the Packers, man, and I'm hoping that. Ron happens. Rivera, Terry Scary Terry. I think they win. The come stage back is set. Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Come back table set come for back the greatest story later. ever told. <laughs> hey, if, name, they get all that good karma back. What if up? McLo- if McLaurin and Antonio Gibson both stay healthy and that defense continues to play at a high level, they got a shot. I'll say that there will there will be turnovers, but uh, Tampa Bay is going to steamroll them. Man, <laughs> what? I just see Tom go to pieces. Hey, one I thing I will Tom. say. If Washington somehow wins this entire thing, let's just say, okay, they win this entire thing. I bet you wow. Cleveland Indians change their name. I bet you. Like, <laughs> it's oh, already in the works, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's already been reported that they're changing their name, but. That's just PR. The yeah. Let's, hey, let's yeah. put a date on it. But maybe they'll just go with Cleveland baseball team, you know. Don't even. All right, let's finish this bad boy out with the IDPMV. P. That's right. IDP Most Valuable Player Award for this season. We got some great nominees here. We got Roquan Smith, TJ Watt, Deion Jones. Don't forget about Deion Jones and Devin White. Shocker by 42% Devin White. What an unbelievable season by this guy. I think he's actually still 22 years old. Um, Based on the stats I have in front of me, 15 games played, 140 combined tackles, nine sacks, along with one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. I mean, a guy that's playing at such a high level, and he's so young still. I mean, we just gave this 22-year-old IDP MVP. It's uh wow. If you have him in Dynasty, don't sell him. Congratulations. Yeah, this is not a sell by any means. You uh you, that. you sit tight and don't reap the benefits. Don't do it. 
I need to join a dynasty league. I'm so picky though. You know, I just can't join any dynasty league. I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I did Deion Jones. I'll just say I did, it was a shame I didn't see him in any categories. He had a great yeah. Years, I like seeing him get in there somewhere because yeah. he had a hell of the season. TJ Watt was my guy, and then Devin White would have been my number two, and then Roquan would have probably been my number three or Xavier. And um, I was like, well, man, I just feel bad. I just I don't see him out there. So I just just the name I wanted to make sure we covered. And uh, he's great. Uh, Ken O'Neill will be great if Raheem Morris comes back. They could be better. Uh, I think he's a great defensive minded coach. Uh, yeah, no kidding, man. That that Falcons D really took it to another level once he took over. Um, yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens next season for sure. AJ Terrell, watch that CB. AJ Terrell, yeah. <laughs> I, I, been, I liked Deion Jones for a long time too, and then, man, he got injured that one year in week one, and I think that just – I mean, I know I pissed off a lot of people, including me, but, uh, yeah, dude's a baller. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, yeah, he he's a great in season. Our, in our championship. He uh he's our the guy playing against his keeper, so I've been he's been great in our league for a long time. All right, well, this was fun, guys. I mean, great. Oh, yeah. Got a bunch of great uh, interaction on Twitter. Had a bunch of votes on everything. Couple hundred votes per category. Um, so some final thoughts. Well, what do you think, Patrick? Let's get some final thoughts. Why smoke this bowl? uh final thoughts for me um just glad to be a part of the idp community it's a long overdue again i mean i started playing fantasy sports back when i was approximately 10 years old i'm over 30 now it's a damn shame that i never even considered idp and then once i met uh mr hustler over here he got me on board and uh i'm in it for the long haul, man, if, if you're not doing IDP, you're just not doing it right. Fuck team defense, IDP for life. That's what it is all day, every day. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate you. Hell yeah, brother. Thanks for, jo- thanks for joining. Jordan. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, parting thoughts, great season. It was fun chopping it up with you guys tonight and during the season, Iggy in the league, also in the league with Hustler. Um, it's awesome to have – Guys on the IDP scene that aren't the same old faces, you know, peddling the same old stories all the time. So I appreciate that about y'all. And I mean, it's awesome. The off season is going to be great. You know, I like seeing the IDP one, two, three is growing. We're all going to be using, you know, the same semantics. We're going to all be looking at the same categories. The point totals will be similar. I mean, we're all going to be having the same conversation finally, or at least some of us will, you know, and that's going to help push the overall meta conversation forward, which is what IDP needs this season. I mean, this is the year, you know, Devi took off last year. Superflex took off the year before that. Uh, you know, PPR came around a couple years before that. I mean, it's IDP's time to shine. You know, everybody wants that next hit. You know, that good, what's that next strain, that chronic you got over there? You know what it is. It's IDP. Don't fuck around. Let's do it. <laughs> Heard okay. that. And uh, if anybody's watching right now who doesn't play in IDP leagues, like, don't be scared to join it. Like, I know there's some people who just get nervous. Like, oh, it's like I got to add, like, a whole second team. Like, doesn't matter. It's not hard. It makes it more fun, makes it more challenging. Get out of those basic-ass leagues. That's what I got to say. If you consider yourself a good fantasy football player and you're not doing IDP, I would argue you probably are not a good fantasy football player. You're just handicapping yeah. yourself. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just, it's just a, 
Yeah, it's a different level. It adds all, and like I've said it many times, fantasy football doesn't have too many more places to turn to. IDP will be the next thing. People will love it. Uh, like I said, I've been playing it 10 years. I started a league. It's like, why are we not playing with defensive players? I didn't know we could do that. I only played one year prior to that. And uh, I was like, let's get them rolling. And like I said, I played for 10 years. I got introduced to the hashtag uh, IDP123, and uh, I've incorporated You know, that league's still not a, uh, a PPR league. So the scoring kind of fits with the format of what that is with where, where we have it. But it is really an awesome format, and it gets it gets you just as much uh, worth for linebackers. It's like your linebackers are running backs. Your DLs can be wide receivers, and your DBs can be like wide receivers, high end tight ends. You know, it's just kind of how it works. I, I'm really into fixing, not fussing, even for kickers, even for defenses. Make those points happen, man. Let's make every – because I think every play should count for a point no matter what it is. Yeah. And I think that's how that makes whatever you're watching really fun, in my opinion. Uh, yep. But to wrap it up, man, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm just like the Bears. I'm happy to be in the playoffs. I'm happy to be here, <laughs> man. Uh, you guys have been great. Uh, I will say we got a lot of things going. And if you want to know about this IDP league, like you said, if you've never played, I plan on starting a super format, at least 64 team. We'll do something for charity, make it fun, and it'll introduce you to big team, big deep league format, 16 team format, as well as IDT, IDP format. And you'll realize how much depth is still out there. I've ran six IDPs on 16 team leagues for nine years now. And there's still people on the waiver wires every week, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it just adds a whole dimension that you'll love. Uh, I'm a big IDP advocate. I'm glad I'm part of this. Is my first year on Twitter. I've met all these people that you're seeing right here. It's been, I'm, I'm loving it. I really appreciate you, Fantasy Football Hustler, for having me out here, all of us out here hosting this, putting this together. We all got big plans coming, more content coming, more rankings coming, more accurate, more accuracy coming. You know, it'll be hard for me to be more accurate, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it'll be yep. fun. 2021 is going to be dope. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, it's crazy because IDP, I mean, you know, back when the Raiders like front office, like created fantasy football, like IDP was, it was already there. Like, you know, it was the casual, you know, in the nineties, I don't even know when the team defense concept, you know, came into fruition, but it was to make things easier for the casual fan. So yeah, like Patrick said, if you think you're a really badass fantasy football player, but you're not playing IDP, I mean, you're not that badass because you're not playing in hardcore leagues. Like, get into crazy-ass leagues and get out of these default leagues. I love it. Like, the crazier the league, the better. I started a league this year that was, uh, I mean, on the offensive side of things, 2QB plus Superflex. Like, just to, like, try to make things, like, you know, really crazy and outside of the norm. Like, just do different shit. And, yeah, I'm going to put on a bunch of Dynasty leagues for sure. This year, I don't know how many, but probably double digits. And uh, yeah, just have fun and try to expose as many people as I can and make IDP the norm. It needs to be the norm. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It will. It will. You're, den yeah. you're denying yourself 50% of the game. I mean, that's why would you do that? That's like Bingo. denying 50% of your ingredients in something. You're not gonna do that, man. Come on. Exactly. So if you're if you're out there watching. And you're missing out on IDP, make Get sure to come see what all the hype is about. Yep. You can thank us later. Yep. And I can't tell you how much no one, in, unless you play IDP, won't understand. Like you're running back just doing a five-yard run and getting tackled by your linebacker. Like how much excitement comes from a small play like that? You have no idea. Yeah, but <laughs> entertainment. It's like, yeah, it just it's a it's a, it's just another dimension. It's just another level 
uh, to add to your game. And, you know, it's just like, like adding texture, it's salt, you know, it's spice, it's flavor. It's like, why would you deny that from yourself? So join IDP one, two, three league y'all. They're the, you know, they're an easy format to get accustomed to the scoring makes sense. And there's a lot of people that can help you out uh, that understand that right here in this room or on Twitter. And you already know what's up. So that's all for me, I guess. I appreciate you again having me on. Thanks for, you know, co-hosting on the channel. Appreciate you there. Hopefully we're going to get some more subscribers this off season. We're both just going to take off all four of us. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah, man. 2021 is ours. Let's get it. Yeah. We're going to kill it, guys. I'm excited. I'm excited. 2021 is here. Ready to kill these seasons. We're starting with Dynasty stuff. I know a bunch of people here are going to be putting out rankings, Dynasty info. So the fantasy football season does not end as far as your prep work for next season. So let's get it, guys. Thanks for joining, everybody. Appreciate uh, Iggy, Jordan, Patrick. Thanks for being here with me, guys. This was a bunch of fun. Um, Hang out with me really quick after the outro. And, uh, We'll see everybody later. Peace out. Thank you, everybody. It was a pleasure. Peace. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the GP of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. Okay, let's go smoke that joint.